The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. I'm Olivia Quay. I'm Harianto Dimana. You can subscribe to The Straits Times channel so you never miss a single episode. 1,000 cases a day in two weeks. 2,000 in a month. Now that's the projection Finance Minister Lawrence Wong made if COVID-19 continues to spread in the community at the current rate. The number of new local cases nearly doubled to more than 1,200 last week. But what concerns the authorities are not these absolute numbers. Rather, it's the virus's reproduction rate, or R, which is currently above 1. We know from the experience of other countries that when cases rise so sharply, there will be many more ICU cases and also people succumbing to the virus. It's not just the unvaccinated seniors, because even for vaccinated persons, there will be a small proportion of them falling severely ill. And if you have a very high infection caseload, that small proportion will translate to a sizable number of ICU cases and eventually fatalities. So we have to slow down the transmission rate and bring R down. We will attempt to do so without going back to another heightened alert. And in particular, we will go for aggressive contact tracing and ring fencing of cases and clusters and push for more pervasive testing. And so workers in most sectors, including public transport frontline staff and supermarket workers, must undergo mandatory fast and easy rostered routine testing. These will be done more frequently, from once a fortnight to once a week. The government will also issue to all other companies eight ART kits per employee. On-site staff members are expected to do weekly testing over a two-month period. As for ring fencing, when new clusters are detected, health risk warnings and health risk alerts will be issued to exposed people. There are different actionable steps for each, but individuals on either should reduce their social interactions for 14 days. What do the experts think of the new measures? Joining us now is Professor Dil Fisher, Senior Consultant at NUH's Division of Infectious Diseases. Welcome back to the show, Professor. Are the measures announced yesterday to slow down the community spread enough, Professor, since most of it is self-directed, own self, check own self, in other words? Yeah, thanks, uh, Harianto. Listen, I think you need to, we, we need to keep going back to what the strategy is. And the, the strategy as we transition into endemicity is to prevent severe illness and death uh, and, and obviously at the same time protect hospitals from being overwhelmed. It isn't to stop spread and, and we need to get a bit more comfortable with the case numbers but because we, we've got a vaccine that doesn't block transmission. So this is why we need to talk about endemicity rather than eradication. So in the future, not, not too distant future, we will be treating this like the cold or flu. We won't track every case. We won't diagnose every case. And we know that, that COVID, like these other viruses, will just circulate freely, but, but be quite uh, mild in that sense, not, not like COVID was in the, in the pre-vaccination period. So I understand why these new measures are in place, though, this, uh, uh, I guess, personal responsibility to, to try and limit transmission. And this is because as we try and transit, uh, we want to do that gradually. We want to, uh, we know the case numbers will go up and we want to see what the impact of those case numbers going up is on, on hospitalizations and, and severe disease. Uh, 
but it's just going a bit fast. I think it's going a bit faster than any of us thought. The numbers have doubled over the last week and, and that doesn't give us time to, to monitor. So, so this is why without bringing in new rules, uh, the authorities have just said, can everyone just try, uh, decrease your activities, slow things down a bit, let's buy some time so that we can gauge the impact of these high numbers. Given what you've just said, you know, while restrictions are said to be necessary to bring down uh, infections, it doesn't sound like we're treating the disease as endemic. So do you think it's time to reassess our strategy here to becoming uh, COVID-19 resilient? Yeah, I don't think, Olivia, that the, the strategy has changed. At least I hope it hasn't. Uh, we, the, the most important thing is that we don't get too distracted by case numbers, but it's okay to, to look at it in terms of a rate. And as I said, the the rate's going too, too quickly. Uh, we knew the rate would go up, but, but think about it. There's probably five or 10,000 flus or colds every day in Singapore normally. Of course, there's been none during COVID because of the measures, but, uh, but uh, th this is how it normally happens. And we don't count them. We, what, we, what we do count with, with flu is the types of flu and, and how it's evolving genetically and the severe cases. And that's really got to be our end point with COVID. Um, I am concerned that some people are going to, going to get too concerned over the number of cases. Um, the number of cases used to matter, but now it matters a lot less and eventually it won't matter at all. The disease in vaccinated people is very mild. And in fact, we wouldn't have, uh, what we've done over the last year and a half, we wouldn't have done that if if COVID was like a cold or a flu, we did it because it was very severe. Now it's less severe. So now we need to, to adjust that balance in time. Professor, let's talk more broadly. We have vaccines, we have safe management measures, but numbers are increasing. Of course, you mentioned that, you know, eventually these wouldn't matter as much anymore. Have we exhausted our options uh, in this fight? The fight is to prevent severe disease and deaths. That is most successfully done with the vaccine. So of course we need to be looking for, for vaccine waning. I'm not convinced that we're actually seeing that yet globally, uh, at least not in a clinical sense. Uh, there's also a, a handful of people that are still not vaccinated and, and it would be very important to still try and mop up, if you like, the, these last few people, whether I, th I think there's... Uh, Maybe maybe 10% of of the over 12s are are still unvaccinated, and uh, and to try and uh, find those people, people help them understand that uh, the COVID vaccine is a lot better than COVID, which is is somewhat inevitable if you're unvaccinated. So so I think that's probably the most important thing in the armament. The the other thing is, as I've alluded to earlier, is this mindset change that's really important. Every time we've gone into a new phase of this pandemic from the first time we 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 close borders to to put put our mask on for a first time this all required a change an adjustment into how we were going to behave and now it's time for us to get used to the next phase which is which is getting used to the the case numbers or ideally not even count them and, and focus on things that matter like numbers in hospital well, Professor, we appreciate you coming on the show to give uh, everything some perspective. We've been speaking with Professor Dale Fisher, a senior infectious diseases consultant at NUH.